Hell yeah. Look at that. Go, robot. Yeah. And Still don't trust you, Craig. Crusty Craig. All right, the link is in the robot channel, Colby. Okay, I can never find it. I also don't look that hard. Aaron, how? what are you up to tonight? Um, I am doing one of those. Start this episode of this TV show at exactly 11.20 and 42 seconds. And X line will be said right at midnight with one of my favorite Survivor lines. Ah, Survivor, jeez. I may uh, very well do that same thing. It is Carolina alumna uh, Crystal Cox saying, forget you, go home, goodbye, at exactly midnight. I feel like that's a uh, fitting end to 2020. Lauren and I have been watching Survivor on Amazon Prime. Oh, what season? We've gotten through like 10 seasons. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to talk about Survivor. <laughs> it's it's addicting to just like, pl- like plow through. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm not usually into that kind of shit, but it's been addicting. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Uh, like my favorite season so far. I think your it was a um, season or your favorite player. Um, either one. My favorite season was, I think it was heroes versus villains. Oh my movie. God. Great season. But I'm saying, Oh my God. Cause it spoils the first half of survivor. The first yeah. 19 seasons got spoiled for you by watching heroes villains. Right now. I think I'm on 13. I'm on cook Island, which is the fucking oh, uh, that's a good season. race. The race the war. Race wars, yeah. <laughs> the race yeah. war. That's like, thought this was a good idea. Also on maps. <laughs> but I'm on the last episode of season three. So it's down to the Ooh, final nice. five. Uh, Have you watched what? Oh, no, go ahead. You finish your survivor thing, and then I'll talk about my survivor thing. That's not a survivor thing. Have you watched season 10, Palau? Uh, I have not. It's Okay. I don't think I have. Who's on it? Hold on. I mean, I, I'm better at like recognizing who's on it. Tom, Ian, Greg, Karen, Kobe, Janu, Katie, Jen, no, Bobby I John, haven't. Stephanie. Oh, it's an amazing season. Someone from my hometown is on that season, and she sucks. <laughs> I I cannot believe because I think season 13 was the same one that had um. No, no, no. Sorry. Is this season 13? I know Heroes vs. Villains had Russell on it for the second time. Yeah, that's, that's Samoa was the first one that Russell was on, 19. 19. Russell Hans. Russell Hans. And then I saw his nephew on season 13. And then on, Brandon. No, and uh, that's on a, 23. That's South Pacific. South Pacific. Uh, okay, then it was a different one. Then. Yeah, okay. Then he had a meltdown. That's Caramoan, the one that Cochran wins. Yeah, there you go. That's one, that one. Yeah, yes, Cochran. Because he got a sun. Yeah, that's the dude that got a sunburn on day one. Yeah. Yes. How many Hans relatives are on reality television? Too many. Uh, just Russell, Brandon, and Willie. Um, and Brandon and Willie both had their meltdowns within a month of each other. <laughs> Is it really? That's really funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, because season fourteen was being of Big Brother was being filmed. Like a month after uh, Survivor Caramel and Wrapped. I, I think, uh, but, sorry, go ahead. No, please. I'm just I'm derailing. <laughs> so what's go your ahead. Survivor, Colby? Oh, I was just going to say that um, Natalie's kind of doing work on the challenge. Oh, yeah. I heard that she's on this season. Her and Jay are both on the season. I like both of them a lot. I don't watch the challenge, though. I might eventually. Jay. And who is... from Big Brother's on there? Josh. 
Uh, this season it's um Josh Amber B. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot that they brought back Amber. Uh, Casey's on this season. Um, is Bailey uh, on it? More. I don't remember. She's done it, right? Yes. Her and Swaggy were on last season, and I don't think Swaggy oh, wanted God. to be there very much. <laughs> I like. He Day, wanted though. to be doing his day trading. Yeah, Jay's great. I really like Jay. I really hate Candace on Survivor, the the blonde one. She like gets a bad me. rap. She like her edit is not good. She's better than her edit, in my opinion. And I just because I got like a, a lot of enjoyment out of watching season thirteen because they bully the shit out of Candace. They send her to Exile Island like five times. Mm-hmm. After Larry. Yule already has the idol. <laughs> he has the idol. And they're just like bye. <laughs> <laughs> what about when Billy says at Tribal Council that he's in love with Candace? I know. It's like the second episode. He's like, I found love. Try found true love and survive. It's so funny. Oh, God. It's good. It's, it's, so it's just like the right amount of like trashy, awesome television. And some of the challenges are, are funny as hell. Um, mm-hmm. Have you watched Gabon? It's season 17. No, I haven't. Oh, I recommend you watch Capone next. That's like, it's like a sitcom version of Survivor, but like a real season of the show. And it's (laughs) unbelievably funny. Um, Or if you haven't watched Kageon before, that's probably the best season of the show. That's season 28. Um, I have seen 28. I did did see uh, that one. Such a good season. Um, I, I got my cousin to watch Kageon with me over Thanksgiving, and my brother walked in midway through an episode when we were talking about Jatia, and we were saying that she dumped the rice in the fire, and he misheard us and thought that uh, we said that the castaways nicknamed her Rice because of what she did. So um, now we call Jatia no. Rice. No. No. Oh, man. I need to get back into Survivor. Yeah, you do. This, this is a good show. Time. I found a web. Well, I heard about a website on Rob has a podcast. It's called. Wait, let me find out what it's called. Oh, let me look it up. I wrote it down. While you're looking it up, I'm well, going to bully all of you separately into watching the challenge because it's incredible. It's called PlutoTV.com. Realized. <laughs> what? It's called PlutoTV.com. Um, it's the challenge is on MTV. Um, so the website Colby is called PlutoTV.com, and it has different channels of different shows where it's like free, but it's just 24 hours of the show. So like you jump in and it's at a random place. So like you could binge an entire season of Survivor in a day. You just don't have the choice of what season's being played. Hmm. Uh, Mav, it's on MTV, but you can find it on the internet places. I recommend starting with season 19. And going and going from there. There are some old seasons on Netflix. Um, start at season nineteen, and then by the time you get to about twenty two, twenty three, you will be into it. And I know that sounds like a big commitment, but like I was gonna say, that's like I mean, a, well, for I mean, someone I that, that but I want you to commit to watching forty seasons well, of Survivor. For someone so. that can binge stuff pretty well, like I feel like. If I can at least invest in it, because I don't really have much to watch right now. I don't know if y'all watched this the new season of Big Mouth. Kind of uh, fell off. I haven't watched off. it yet. It's fallen off. 
I don't know. Really? Yeah, I, I did not care for this season. Mav, you should watch Survivor or Big Brother. I feel like you'd be more of a Survivor person than a Big Brother person. I don't know what you think, I agree. Colby. It's easier to get people into Survivor than Big Brother. Yeah. Big Brother, there's just too many episodes. Well, Big Brother is easier to get someone into watching it live, I think, because you could say, let's hang out three times so we can get drunk and watch this shitty TV show. Whereas Survivor has, like, actual strategy and shit involved in it. Man, Survivor has had... it been shitty recently? <laughs> Didn't Survivor... I did watch a season. It might have been... Four, maybe it was 14. It wasn't Blood vs. Water. No, it was Blood vs. Water. I think it was, because it had a, a guy who won Big Brother on it. Uh, Hayden, yeah, that's Hayden. Blood there you go. He made it pretty far. He made it pretty far. Yeah, Hayden's really good. He should. I think that they should bring him back. Throw um, him on the challenge. I love <laughs> oh man! I think he'd anyway, be on the challenge. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. We're gonna keep talking about reality television now. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, the challenge just takes everyone from every single um, reality television It's show like Super Smash Bros. That's exactly what it is. It's Super <laughs> Smash Bros. for reality television. Man. The one thing that I don't love from what I've read about it is that it sounds like the rules, like, completely change every single season. But it's great. Like, okay, I was also turned off by that. At the beginning, I was like, it, people kept trying to explain to me, and they're like, no, but the rules change. I was like, what do you mean the rules change? The rules don't really change that much. There's an elimination challenge. If you lose elimination, you go home. That's the gist of it. Don't lose an elimination. The rules around have... that change, but like the, the center stays the same. Mm -hmm. I also have, Mav, if you want another reality TV show to binge, a Korean reality TV show called The Genius. Um, it's the show it has subtitles i can send you a link to it um but basically there are 13 people and each round there's a main match um and they're all the challenge it's a show based around two challenges every episode and they're just intellectual challenges um like brain teasery challenges kind of and so the first challenge is called a main match and everyone participates in that and the winner of that challenge is safe for the week, and the loser is up for elimination, and they choose someone that, anyone that didn't win the main match, they choose one person to go up against them in the death match, and the loser goes home. I mean, I, I'd be interested. I need shows to watch. I need content. I'm We're going to get you to be a reality TV addict. Join us. <laughs> oh, man. Do we have to talk about basketball? I don't want to. Do you want me to say the same thing again? Because I'm a freaking broken record. <laughs> Have you said it you on, can this, say on this it. Podcast? It is December 31st. The games that matter are in March. We have two months to figure our shit out. But these are... We're in ACC play now. Like, these games matter. <laughs> We're 0-2 in the ACC right now. And it's our worst start since I think it was like 01 or something like that. It's just not a good place to be. And it's not like this team can't do it. It's not like they're not. There's talent on paper. And I tweeted this out like, I have no, I don't know what's wrong with this team. Like, it seems like I thought we were going to be a good defensive team. And then it's just like, 
nothing. Like <laughs> no defense, no perimeter play, no guard play, or at least not good guard play. And I just don't know. I don't know what the, you know, what the answer is. Obviously, the coaching staff is frustrated. The team is frustrated. But I don't know what the answer is because they switched the lineup. We got off to a better start, and we still <laughs> let the game get away from us. So it's it's I don't. It's always something, and I don't know what the problem is. Is it is this just the product of losing? Well, not losing. Is this the product of not having like elite elite wing players or? Like, I don't know. I just uh, losing Kobe early. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what it is. It's just I don't know what the problem is. So I looked at Kim Palm, and we're still seventeenth in the country in defensive efficiency. It's just that our lapses come at the worst possible times. It, it doesn't help that we're, we're we have turnovers. Um, I give to easy shots, but uh, but math. I think it's just it, it's very well just a product that this isn't the type of team that Carolina basketball should be. And what I mean by that is a team that has a mixture of what would be kind of your one and done players and your mixture of four year guys. Uh, Carolina's best teams are players that stay three, four years. And we, and the ones that we have that are three, four years just aren't up to standard. They're just putting it plainly. Um, They're playing better. I think than last year, but it's not what we had our senior class in terms of uh, production you know, all around, I would say. And so it's, I think this is product where we're getting more and more into that kind of a realm of having, trying to at least mix players that stay multiple years with one and done, but it's just so hard to create the kind of chemistry and consistency um, in this kind of a system. It's just going, we, I need to be patient because it's going to take a couple years <laughs> Because, like you said, it's, these guys are, I'm not going to say they aren't ready, but, like, they're they are still in the oven. They're still, they're baking. There's still some pots. I'm ready. Need to, I'm ready. They are not. No, you ain't. Are not, wait. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, though, we've had three point guards in three years. We've ne- I don't know of a time we've ever had that happen. That has to affect it. And, and, so. North, and also, North Carolina's teams are good when you have a solid point guard and I feel like the best point guards have veteran leadership or just have generational talent and quite frankly I don't know if we have that right now we haven't had it probably since Cole I mean guess I, I would say Cole but at the same time just the consistency I don't understand how we're in the year of our lord 2020 about to be in 2021 and we still have guards that can't shoot at North Carolina like I, that's the part I don't understand I, I, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely baffled at the, the lack of perimeter shooting on this team. Um, side note: People are doing two things on Twitter. One, saying it's time to get rid of Coach Williams. Get a grip, <laughs> please. The second thing is is kind of related to the first one, where they're trying to make it an indictment on the style of basketball that Roy employs that coach Williams employs, which is the pounded inside, run everything through your bigs, traditionally paying a big, you know, four or five, you know, maybe throwing a stretch four in there sometimes, but really relying on, I mean, you saw it, our starting lineup was Armando and Dayron, you know, or it's, you know, Armando and Garrison, you know, you want, you have those two traditional bigs, whereas you see a lot of people going more towards the small ball lineup. Um, 
And I don't know if I necessarily agree with the with that indictment just because it literally won us a championship in two, three, like three years ago. I, I, it's just we're not cohesive as a team right now. We're not we don't have the guard play to set up the bigs right now. If we can get that to work, like I, I have full confidence in Dayron and Garrison and 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 uh, Armando and yeah. Walker. You know, we have one of the best front courts in the country. I full, I wholeheartedly believe that, but we're it's just a struggle to get any kind now, of half court offense going. Now that you say that, I went back and looked at this 2017 team again on Kim Palm to see who the offense was going toward or going through. You know who it was going through in 2017? Is it, Joel, is it Justin Jackson? Justin Jackson and Joel Berry, number one, number two. <laughs> now, number three and number four were Kennedy and Isaiah Hicks, but number one was – or number one was Justin Jackson. Number two was Joel. Like, I feel like people think that Roy is more rigid in his style than he actually is. Like, he will go through whoever is getting the most production. Right now, the points are coming from down low. So that's who the office is going to flow through. So – but yeah, you can have the best bigs in the country, but if you don't have players that can do routine entry passes, then it doesn't matter how good they are if they can't even get the ball. Right. Um, and not being able to shoot well from outside isn't helping. Even though we did shoot relatively well from from three-point distance in the Georgia Tech game, but it's going to be hard if you can't reliably make those shots because it just clogs up the inside more than it is already, but also there needs to just be better entry and better wing passes. They aren't, they haven't been good so far. So, is that all the Carolina basketball? I'm, I can, I can feel at least fine Alvarado's gone. Yeah, Alvarado's gone. To, maybe, hopefully, we're gonna say this and they're like, well, Carolina can't play so and so this weekend, so they schedule Georgia Tech at home. <laughs> uh, by the way, schedule change on Saturday. We are playing Notre Dame at home, so. Finally, a home That's game. Exciting. I know. So right? Were we supposed so. to play? No, Syracuse. Game. We oh, were supposed sorry. to play Syracuse. Yeah, we were supposed to play Syracuse. Got it. Maybe I'll How get some more TV it? time. That'll be a positive. How do we feel about um the uh the bowl game? We're gonna um, look before, good. But we're speaking of the bowl smacked. game. Um, Aaron, you won't get TV time because the, our friend that's a director um, for for those games is going to the bowl game, so he will not be there to put you on TV. Okay, but you don't know that it's just Paul. Like, maybe someone else is going to be like, hey, that guy painted blue on a cardboard cutout looks pretty awesome. Let's put him on TV. It's mostly Paul. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we have um, we have Texas A&M. We're going to lose, but we're like... Aaron said we're gonna look good doing it. So, <laughs> but yeah, we got the retros coming out. But I think right, should we might as well we should get to the real conversation, I guess, about this rather the the opt outs, which is why everybody's in such sad spirits. Go get that money. Go get the money. Yeah, I'm not stressed <laughs> about it. <laughs> it is yeah. what it, it I'm not saying maybe not necessarily the four of us, but I would say for the fan base all at least saying like, well, we're gonna lose. Whereas our two or basically all our top, you know what helps though. Years are gone. You know what helps recruiting. We're missing having forty-one touchdowns, and Sam Howell's going to have to play. Sam Howell's going to have to play a really good game to score two hundred eighty points to make up for those forty-one touchdowns. <laughs> but like, 
having players high in the NFL draft and having good players in the NFL will help us in the long run. You know, when you see Javante yeah. Williams running through people on Sundays, that helps us, <laughs> you know? Having players yeah. that drafted higher is going to do better for us than beating Texas a I feel like this game is going to be a um, a stress test for scheme. I have been wondering all year, especially with the running game, I feel like you can scheme wide receivers open all day long. Um, but with the running game, and the offensive line has been playing great all year as it comes to running. But also, it helps when Javante Williams is hurling someone, then jumping over somebody, then spinning off of somebody with 20 extra yards off the carrot um, after contact. So we're going to see how well these less experienced backs can run when, at least as far as we know, I know Bridge Brooks um, knocked somebody off their block um, earlier this year, but um, we haven't been, we, I mean, we literally haven't seen them do it routinely. So I think it's going to be a bit of a stress test for the running game. Um, Mav, you talked about it. Um, Carolina Insider has talked about it. I've heard uh, Split Zone Duo talk about it. Do you think we should move bowl games to the beginning of the season, the non-college football playoff ones? I think under the right circumstances, perhaps. I just I think, think it's a super interesting idea. Unless can you elaborate? Because I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I think it, it, there are still, I think, a lot of things that have to be hashed out. It because we there's not enough bowls for every single football team in the country, so it's hard to kind of program that. Like, who makes the bowl games versus who don't? Do you take the last season's record? Do you take the preseason rankings or, or things like that? But I feel like the other counterpoint is, or you just start expanding the playoff because now we're playing a New Year's Six Bowl. We're playing after a college football playoff game, and yet it, it effectively is an exhibition game. Um, but despite the fact the Orange Bowl is considered one of the best bowls in the history of college football. Um, so trying to find some way to at least give them some type of importance. I don't know. If they can treat it, give them some type of stipulation or not necessarily stipulation, but uh, implications rather. Like if a certain amount of conferences win their bowl game, it might help them or might, or something, maybe a group of five team, it can give them a way of finding a spot into the college football playoff because they're sure as hell not a one right now for going undefeated. Um, and so I don't know, just because at least it would kind of be like a cool way to kick things off because we already have some bowls quote unquote we have the chick-fil-a kickoff bowl that we've been to a couple of times i mean they already have stuff like that i just think it'd be interesting to do those kind of big matchups to start the year too i think it just it could draw up a lot of excitement for the teams maybe do something where the top 25 make a bowl and then pairs up teams in the top 25 although it creates a really chaotic situation uh, for the teams that lose especially when you have probably bowl eligible or college football eligible teams going up against each other and then losing out that first week and effectively ending their season in a lot of ways. I just still, I think it makes it very interesting. It's it's, I think it'd be more interesting than what we have right now. I don't know. I mean, like, so what happens at the end of the season in that situation then, like for 90% of te- 99% of teams, 
after you play conference play, you're just done. Or in spring, or the eight, or the ace, or the conference championships. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like after, so after Thanksgiving, after the first week of December, college football is just done, other than the playoff. I mean, is it not already? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying I, like, I think yes, that's, that's the argument less, is, saying, like, is it not already? Players sit out of bowls. By and large, three weeks of college football every day is still pretty dang fun. You would just be shifting that from now. Yeah. And I think that we already feel have like some sort be of just as fun, but Like you said, we already have like five, six like good kickoff games every year. And granted, they're scheduled further in advance. You don't necessarily always get a marquee matchup. But you still have a bunch of fun football to begin the season. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's trying to make a solution to a problem that it creates a whole nother problem. Yeah. I just feel like... Because I feel like bowl games, the point is to be like, to cap off a season and for that to be like the culmination of a season. And granted, it's not when you have players sitting out. Exactly. But it completely changes the meaning of them if you are then making it the beginning of a new season. Because here's the thing, would we wouldn't I don't I don't see how we would have opt-outs if you have it at the beginning of the season. So and again that it just further diminishes the value of the bowl when the best players playing in them aren't even there. Yes, but like also what are you going to do about teams who they are good one year and garbage the next? Like what would you, like us in the Sun Bowl in 2016, if we had done that the first game of 2017, we would have been terrible. We were not a bowl team that season. Like, I feel like it sounds a lot better on paper until you examine the idea that a lot of teams aren't a top-tier bowl team year in and year out. But also for us, are we not basically playing next year's roster right now? Yeah, that's true, true. But Texas A&M has zero sitouts, do they not? Like, I guess that means that they are also playing next year's roster because they don't really have upper class when they are sitting. But I feel like I don't know. It's at least something, or just expand the playoff. So because players that are playing in the college football playoff aren't opting out, no matter how high their draft stock is. Yeah, so it, it at least puts more but, value on it. It, yeah, but I think that then you're solving the problem of players sitting out of bowl games by diminishing the value of the college football playoff. Because every time you expand the pool, you're diminishing the value because you're saying you can be this much worse and still get in. Or do a mixture of both. Put the non-playoff bowls to start the season and still have the playoff bowls expanded at the end of the season. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a curmudgeon and an angsty traditionalist but i don't like it (laughs) i think it's an interesting idea to to kick around in your head i would be i'd like to see what it will look like i think the one thing that popped in my head was like i mean you can't do the tournament of roses in august but i don't know i don't know the international roach trials are usually in august or september we have two college football games today. Hopefully, we'll see when I edit this. <laughs> um, 
we have Alabama who's going to destroy Notre Dame and a perhaps competitive game between Clemson and Ohio State. What do y'all think about the playoff games? Um, yeah, I, I think that you nailed it. I think that Alabama is going to kick the crap out of Notre Dame. I can see Ohio State Clemson going either way. I mean, we don't really know what we have in Ohio State because they've only played like two games. Interesting that they're in the playoff. Who would you put in over them? <laughs> Probably Texas A&M. Hell. I don't know. I haven't seen them play, um, so I don't know. Texas A&M. I've seen Ohio State play. Um, but at least now we can put, well, in my mind, we can put the coastal talk to rest because Colby Shantz lost, right? Maybe? To, Question mark? To Liberty. Yeah. Um, of all teams, are, they lost to Liberty. What we're glossing over here is that uh, we is that Liberty could have had an undefeated season, but because they lost to NC State, they can't have one. Uh, and that's the angle. That's the spin zone for this one. <laughs> Even though I still think that Coastal has been more competitive than Notre Dame will be anyway. Um, yeah, I think this college football playoff is who gets the right of getting manhandled by Alabama the less. This is very quietly maybe the best Alabama team we've seen. In a very long time. <laughs> they haven't had. They haven't had to sweat since the first half of the Georgia game. And like the beginning of October since then, they've just been throttling teams. And they have their quarterback and their starting wide receiver, their, their wide receiver one as Heisman candidates. Nuts. And Najee Harris is great at running back. He's another Derrick Henry. <laughs> They're really good. I don't see anybody beating them. I don't know. I feel like it might be a bit of a, a boring playoff because I, I think Clemson, Ohio State's a bit of a toss-up, but I feel like Clemson, I think Clemson's going to win in a probably a two-score game. But I don't know if anyone's beating that Bama team. But who knows? No. Somebody said that um, Ohio State's just been hiding stuff. They've been, they've, it's like they have like three Tua's that they're about to unveil in what? The, um, <laughs> the semifinals just because they've only what? played six. They're like, they've only played six games. Who knows what they're hiding? There's not that much tape on them. <laughs> not having much tape is very different. Hiding three Tua's. <laughs> I might be exaggerating a bit, but... Do you think they were, like, growing them under the practice field? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I say to that is they got pushed by both Indiana and Northwestern, and if they had that, they would have used it then. I mean, the Northwestern game got away from... Um, it got away from the Wildcats at the end. But... um. They, it wasn't an easy game for Ohio State, so I don't know. I think it's going to be Alabama Clemson, and Alabama's going to win easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, I expect Alabama to win. I feel like Alabama's the team where until they lose, they're not going to lose every year. Is that all the sports that we have? Um, 
Unless I mean, you're talking about the NBA. Or the NFL, I don't know. I don't oh, know. true. It's week 17 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, me and Mavs got me and Mav have an interesting weekend coming up. I Can bought I- a TV antenna for the occasion. Because the Browns game is going to be on CBS here. And I got sick of watching bad Sunday ticket streams because my internet's garbage. So I spent $20 on an antenna because Sunday is, dare I say it, the biggest game in franchise history. Yeah. Because we decided to just absolutely crap the bed. Well, we don't like snow. I'm I'm just going to chalk it up to that. Aaron Rodgers ripped us a a new one. And it's, well, all we got to do is we got to win. So we win and you're done. So. And we're playing Texans, so... No, if we win, we're in. Well, if we win, we're in. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we're done if you win. I was saying, more or less, like, we're done, I meant to say. That's all we need to do for ourselves is win. You would take the wild card, we would probably win our division, which doesn't affect y'all anyways. I did not realize that there were five ten and five teams in the AFC. Yeah. No, oh, let's say everybody's good in the AFC. How, how embarrassing is it to potentially be on the cusp of not making the playoffs and being a ten win team? Happened to the Browns in two thousand six or seven or something like that. It was not fun. Eric Anderson, Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. I mean. We have to talk about the Panthers. The only thing about Panthers, Panthers right now, Colby and I had a disagreement about whether we should or should not feel good about this win <laughs> against. Um, I don't even remember who it was against. Um, Washington, the 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 Washington the football team. Um, on the one hand, oh, that's something else we can talk about. On the one hand, you beat Ron Rivera. Um, you know. And on the other hand, you lose out on a potential top five draft pick. <laughs> it's like, did you see the rumors today? No. Oh wait, wait. Are you talking about that? Uh, the Panthers are looking at Dwayne Haskins. Yep. <laughs> Poverty franchise, franchise deserves no nice things. <laughs> but we don't Zero have a GM. Nice we don't have a GM. The Bills look like the 2015 Panthers. I would not be surprised if they ended up going to the Super Bowl and losing. <laughs> they aren't being the Chiefs, but they are very good. Chiefs haven't looked that great <laughs> recently. But they keep winning. They keep winning. It's kind of like Alabama. They're, going to win. Like they're-, they're not going to lose until they lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Patrick no. Mahomes threw three interceptions, the worst game of his life, and they scored 30 points. It's unfair. Insane. <laughs> I saw no. that uh, Curtis Samuel's a free agent this this uh, this uh, offseason. A bunch of people are like, yeah, future chief. And I'm like thinking about Andy Reid using Curtis Samuel with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. And I'm like, that dude's about to be a top 10 receiver. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> if that happens. At least top ten in yards. Jeez. He's also he's gonna be like our third like our third running back on Sunday. So that's fun. Um he played running back in college. Mm-hmm. He did play running back in college. And he's played running back for us because ours keep getting hurt. Oh that's exciting. 
All right. So, Mav, you asked us to think about our top movies and television of the year. Would you like to guide this conversation? I might be able to. I want to start kind of like as an end of 2020 thing. Did y'all see the top 10 moments uh, on SportsCenter for 2020? I did not. I had very mixed feelings. All three of my teams were on this list, and two of them ended in losses. One was the Duke game winner. Uh, one was the Patrick Mahomes run on Tennessee in the AFC Championship, where he ran like that 30-yard run on himself and juked the guy out. And then the third one was Luca's game winner. So I, don't, I have mixed feelings because two of those were my teams and they ended in losses. But no, I was just like doing like, uh, you know, this is like our end of year pod, end of 2020, like doing your top stuff of the year, especially for content and everything, like top movie, top show, I don't know, top video game, everything. So I guess I can start off just to get a one. It was kind of hard with movies. I don't know if y'all, if it was difficult for y'all. There just wasn't a whole lot of movies that came out because of the pandemic. Um, and mine ended up being a Netflix movie. Um, my favorite movie of 2020 was The Five Bloods. Great movie. A really great movie. And it was one of Chadwick Boseman's final performances. It was a really great story. It had a lot of twists and turns. It had a lot of like moments I was not expecting and such. I thought it was, uh, it had a lot of good elements to it overall. So it was a really cool story. I would, I guess you can take a wild guess what my favorite TV show is. Boom, 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 Oh, yeah. Mandalorian all the way. Yeah. Favorite video game? I guess I have to go Assassin's Creed Valhalla because that's all I've really played. It came out this year. I can go next because I thought about this a little bit. So my favorite movie, I was going to say The Five Bloods, but since he said The Five Bloods, I am going to say Palm Springs. Um, the, the Andy Samberg movie that came out on Hulu earlier this year. Um, the kind of Groundhog Day pastiche uh, was really fun. I had a great time watching it. Um, I'd watch it again and again and again. <laughs> so I'll say that for my favorite movie for this year television i'll go devs the um the fx and hulu lots of hulu for me (laughs) um the fx and hulu show that kind of ran at the same time as westworld season three and was doing westworld season three better than westworld season three um I'll say that show along with um, the challenge, which I've fallen in love with um, over quarantine. Uh, favorite video game? The game, video game I've played the most in 2020 is FIFA 18. <laughs> but that's just like my chill. I don't have to think about a video game. Uh, I guess like that, like the game I think about the most, um, I thought about the most was Ghost of Tsushima. I had a really good time playing that one. So, yeah. That's what I'll say. Give me one second. If Eric can go, I'll be right there. Hold on. Yeah, I'll go. Okay, so I honestly don't know if I watched any movies that came out in 2020. Um, so I'm going to abstain from that one. Um, my TV show of the year is Survivor Winners at War. Um, I mean, like, 
people wait in the words of Tony Vlachos, people wait uh, 365 days for the Super Bowl. Survivor fans have been waiting 20 years for winners at war. And there were some problems that I had with the editing, but seeing 20 Survivor winners play was an unbelievable experience. Um, and it was incredible. And once you all watch Survivor, I'm excited for you to watch Winners at War, even though I know Colby already has. It's great. Um, it kind of yeah. uh, spoiled every single season of Survivor. Well, yeah. But it is a really, really good season. I'm still going to go um, back and watch some old ones. Yeah, you should. Even the even with getting the winners of Survivor seasons spoiled, the moments are still amazing. Um, my video game of the year. I think I only played three video games that came out in 2020, as is on brand for me. Um, so I will say Animal Crossing: New Horizons. I feel like we're taking all of David's answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I got I I got to bounce, but I at least wanted to to, to say this. But um, I haven't watched pretty much any new movies in 2020. I just wasn't my, my thing. And so I'll, I'll say soul. Cause I did see soul, um, for TV shows. It's gotta be the Mandalorian. Um, I couldn't be anything else for me. Um, I know just like Mav. And then I was going to say ghost of Tsushima, um, for my video game, but I do have another one that came out this year that I really enjoyed. Um, and spent a lot surprisingly enjoyed cause it's not usually the type of game that I usually go for, but doom eternal, I had a freaking great time playing Doom Eternal, <laughs> like just running through hell, killing some uh, some demons. So anyway, I got to bounce. I will see you before y'all. you go. Do you want me to keep sending you links for PlayStation stuff? Because I will keep doing it. <laughs> yes, please. I know. That I read an article that said they were gonna like they're supposed to like ship a ton more units, you know, in these next few months. So I'm 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 hoping. Fingers crossed. I'll keep sending them then. All right, lit. All right, bye, y'all. Happy New Year. See you next year. Happy New Year. See you next year. Yeah, I have alerts set up um, for PlayStations coming out. So whenever I get an alert, I go to the link and I send David a link. <laughs> apparently, you got to make a bot because you're not going to get it if you don't have a bot set up to automatically buy it. Because that's apparently what's happening. This close on Amazon. This close on Amazon. I had it in my cart. I was selecting the place I wanted it to go. Well, how does that happen? I don't know. It was in my cart. If it lets you grab it, if it's in your cart, I don't see how it it doesn't let you buy it. That's kind of... Because it's heckin' rude. Maybe it's like Connect Carolina where putting it in your shopping cart does not reserve a copy of it. Jeez. Don't give me PTSD like that. why were you why were you worrying about where it goes? Just click buy and figure out where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and just go find it. <laughs> it goes in a field somewhere, it doesn't matter. You will know where to go. That's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm it's the same kind of deal with Xbox right now. And one thing I'm done, I I got Cyberpunk for Christmas and I'm not playing it until I get my next gen console, especially because I've heard there's a lot of bugs with the old gens for PS4 and Xbox One. So I'm waiting to play that until I get my system. Well, if I get a, I, the links that give me the PlayStation ones, that sometimes they give Xbox ones too. So if I see one, I'll send it over. 